Real quick, we will mention our new Patreon subscribers, uh, but one of them uh, gave a specific shout-out request that I only noticed now as I'm editing this pod. Jorge Menocal requests that we say the following sentence. If we don't lose, we booze. See you in hell, Honduras. Love it. Enjoy this episode. Whoa! Whoa! I didn't see you there. Whoa! I did not see you there. I was Greg in the whole time. I think. What just happened? Welcome to We the Peeps. This is the American soccer podcast in which you are going to unpack the wildest sequence of events that would conclude this World Cup qualifying window. Uh, And by that I mean learn everything that you need to know about the USMNT. I am Clayton, and I'm an artist. I'm Ty, I'm an entrepreneur. And we love the Nats. We do. We really do. The second half. (laughs) We love the second half a little more than the first half. (laughs) We love second half Nats. Let's go, boys! Wow. It's We The Peeps. It's We The Peeps. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps. Folks, the game was USA versus Honduras. That is what the game was. Spoiler alert, the U.S. would win victorious three points out of this game, four to one, somehow, some GGG way. What in God's name has just occurred? We're going to chop it up. We're going to talk about all of it. We're going to solve it. We're going to figure it out by the end of this episode. You're going to totally understand what is going on with these gnats. All the ins and outs. Don't even worry about it. I promise. But first and foremost... My, my Lanta. Oh my, oh my FG. But first and foremost, let's get to some housekeeping. Ty, can you start the housekeeping while I pull up our new patrons? Of course I can start the housekeeping. So the first item in housekeeping is... Welcome to We The Peeps. Uh, so not on Twitter, ready. At WTP Pod. We need a reviews on iTunes. Five stars preferable. Like and subscribe. You can okay. follow us on YouTube. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you. That's what happens when you sub tie in for the for the housekeeping. Uh, I'm, out, I'm out of position. Five. I'm being played dramatically You're out being of position. Dra- that's what happens. Just play people in their positions. It's going to be fine. We have two new uh, Patreon subscribers. Guys, this show is not free to produce. Um, We're not going to stop doing it, but we are making sacrifices. And every single one of you that has decided to become a ratified peep uh, for $5 a month, that's five billions of Jurgen bucks. Uh, But, but, and how many, uh, how many, this is the emoji I give you. (laughs) How many Antony Jedi Bitcoin is that? (laughs) Jedi coin. (laughs) Jedi, how many bits of the force is that? Uh, I don't know, but it's five human American dollars. Uh, and we have two new uh, Patreon subscribers that we have to shout out right about Meow. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, this one could, for me, go either way. It's George or perhaps Jorge uh, Menocal. Thank you. 
Thank you. Welcome on in. Uh, and Daniel Miller, a, someone you, Daniel. who is a, a finger trap, my neighborhood soccer team, just became a Amazing. ratified peep. Amazing. So we're so grateful to you. Daniel Miller's out here uh, participating in American soccer culture like a good citizen. It means and the world. Thank you. It means the world. It means everything to us, truly. And of house keeping sweep 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 at wtp pod on twitter guys oh, what, what, real quick i forgot in my bad uh, housekeeping but we are getting close to 100 itunes ratings and so we would love to get to 100 the the, the centenario de wtp would be to <laughs> get to get 100 itunes ratings can if you, you leave us a us review that's even better but if you help us get to 100 iTunes ratings, that means that we will get ranked higher when people search for USMNT, when people search for World Cup qualifying. As people get hype about this exciting soccer team, they will be searching, and we want them to find us. And if you like this show and you want other people to find it, please please leave us a, a nice review on iTunes if you haven't already. All right, let's go. Let's go. Line let's them up. do this thing. Two hands, Maddie. Two hands, Turner. It's your day. Two hands, no feet. It's Two hands, boy. no feet. It's your boy. Okay, I'm going to attempt to give what I believe is the line. <laughs> it's still unclear. It's, it's, still, it's still rather unclear. unclear. I think we had a back line of Mark McKenzie at left back, perhaps. Brooks Robinson center backs. Adams at right back. I think that's what was happening. There was uh, Jimmy Sando and Kellen Acosta in the midfield, of course. And then we had George Bello at left wing, perhaps. Josh Sargent at right wing. And then Ricardo Pepe at the nine. I know that. There's no doubt about that. The only person whose position was clear at the outset of this game is Ricardo Pepe at the nine. And Pulisic at the ten... We think something uh, yeah. along those lines. Either left Does that wing, sound I don't know. Close enough. The, the messy roll, wherever he wants. Messy roll, the messy roll, guys. Uh, the U.S. looked up for this in the opening minutes. Truly, truly, as bizarre as the positioning was, as confusing as the lineup was, some of these choices made, the personnel. We had a lot of questions coming into this, but I will say, on an individual level, the U.S. looked quite up to it. Oh, and if I may add. Much Weston McKenney discussion in the build-up to this game. Lack of Weston McKenney. Sent home. Sent home. Okay, that is the context. We have a McKenney-less Nats playing a mysterious, amorphous formation, uh, but looking up for it as individuals. Um, sadly, after about 20-25 minutes, Honduras would 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 score and break our hearts, truly. Our, our hearts on the stream on YouTube, the hearts of the fans, and it appeared the hearts of the players on the field. Um, it was a very long passing sequence. It was a good, solid goal, a nice finish off the head, bouncing cross. GGG looked like he was about to throw up as he watched the monitor and rewatched this goal. Very, uh, very concerning times. There was another Honduras chance shortly after that, an epic curler from one Rubio. Uh, 34th minute, I have a note that the time-wasting has already begun, folks. We are concacafing that early on. In the 48th minute, before going into the half, I have to note there's a Matt Turner literal 50-yard throw to release Pulisic. It didn't come to anything. Literal. 
But there was uh, Ty. Ty pointed out that this is quite reminiscent of a certain uh, of, a, of a certain Tim Howard throw to one Landon Donovan. Have you heard of him? <laughs> heard of him? <laughs> Do you know that guy? Uh, it was pretty cool to see. It's it, we like that. A quick little throwback. Uh, we're losing one zero going into the half. Not a lot of confidence. Lots of complaints. Twitter is blowing up. Twitter is just exploding at the seams. And then, and then, we come back from halftime. Surprise, surprise. What happened during halftime? What did we, what did we discuss? Okay, so things, are, things are falling apart. What are we? Ta- what did we say? We during said, halftime? why don't we just play people in their positions? First of all, what is happening with this formation? Way too crazy. Second of all, we thought perhaps we would like to see. Uh, Brendan Aronson, we threw out the name. Sebastian Legette would be nice. And then um, Anthony Robinson, why not? So we threw out some names. We looked at the bench. We were like, these are the players who probably should have started. Yeah. Okay. Now continue. What happens at the beginning of the second half? So uh, Brendan Aronson, <laughs> Sebastian Legette, and Anthony Robinson get subbed into this game. And we were feeling like, like wizards uh, in the booth. Like, we had made this happen. They come in for Josh Sargent, George Bello, and John Brooks. Anthony subbed in for Anthony, which is pretty cool, I guess. Definitely Shortly, the first time that's and, and, and in just moments, it took minutes for this to result in a goal. It was a, it was a breakaway. Uh, Christian Pulisic slots this out wide to Legette. Um, who, who goes in for the shot. It ends up deflecting out to Anthony Robinson, who volleys it home. Uh, and then it's a beautiful finish. It's through some traffic. And then he Jedi flips. I have the picture of this in my background on YouTube. He Jedi flips. It's the most incredible, incredible uh, celebration. What an athlete. And side note, this, is, this play was started by Ricardo Pepe and then almost finished by Ricardo Pepe. Uh, he, you know, the, the deflection... Prevented Pepe from scoring this one himself. Um, so Anthony gets his goal. It's 1-1. Okay. And then this game starts to look a little bit different. What happens over the course of the next 20 minutes, uh, there's, there's, a few, there's a few key moments, okay? First of all, the goal, the positions, the U.S. is back in this game. You can feel it. There's some real pressure. There's crosses coming in. And then just as that pressure is building and mounting... Uh, Mason mounting, and it's looking good. Christian Pulisic goes down with an injury. He soldiers on for five, six minutes, but it is not to be. Pulisic would come out of this game, unfortunately. Uh, Christian Roldan comes on in. Why not? And then Tyler Adams makes a, an interesting decision in which he just starts playing the six. So he was at right back, and he just stopped doing that. I would love to know uh, what this conversation was like if he explained there this was decision a conversation. to anyone. If there was a conversation, it, it looked from the outside like he he just the one play like brought him to the six by sort of by circumstance, and then he just stayed there and just kind of kept playing there. The team looked really good. GGG catches on and subs in DeAndre Yedlin for for Jimmy Sando, who you know was. Uh, whose position was being played by someone else who's better at it at the time. Yedlin comes in. GGG does another behind-the-back pass, uh, bounce pass, which is, which is the, uh, 
the the trope, <laughs> the theme, the beautiful motif of this World it's Cup qualifying window. Overcomplicating a simple action. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it must be said, whether I'm not sure if it was Tyler Adams at the six or the backwards bounce pass, but something led to a goal. Uh, it was a Yedlin cross in, and who else? None other than Ricardo Pepe. Couldn't be anybody else. It had to be to take us into the lead. It's a beautiful finish off the head, upper ninety. Donald Wine sighted. Donald Wine sighting in the in the Donald Wine freaking here. out, just losing his mind. Choo choo motherfucker goes the choo choo train. Ricardo Pepe has done it again. This time it's for the Nats. Okay, uh, in the eighty sixth. We would get yet another goal. After that goal, it never felt like Honduras was going to find their way in. There was it potentially a tie in this until that goal, but once once Pepe put that away, it was the U.S.'s day. It felt like 86 minute Roldan to Pepe to Aronson, the very effective, very impactful Brendan Aronson with another beautiful finish. Very durable, reliable, triple A, A.A. Ronson, the double A. And then in the 92nd, just to really seal the deal, Tyler Adams out to Ricardo Pepe, who's finished just barely, oh, just barely saved. Almost had his second. If you really look back, there could have been a Pepe hat trick in this. And who's there at the right place at the right time? Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Fix-It. Trust him. You love him. You know him. Sebastian Legette. Uh, most basic-ass celebration, white toast celebration I've ever seen in my life. Um, right on brand, Sebastian. Four nothing, sorry, four to one. U.S. three points, five points in the window. Ty, what were your first impressions? The beauty of this game is that in an instant, the fortunes of a team, a community, a nation can pivot dramatically, suddenly, from. Dismay to sheer joy. And what happened in these 45 minutes of this second half is one of the most incredible turnarounds, one of the most important stretches of time that we have seen in recent U.S. soccer history. Because we are on the way to a coach potentially getting fired, a team potentially leaving the first round of World Cup qualifying, in the freaking cellar of an eight-team group in CONCACAF, of Honduras substantially leapfrogging the U.S. in the standings, having a major hole, being in a major hole, having a major hill to climb to get out of this qualifying stage. We've all got major holes, (laughs) (laughs) And so what happened is such a giant flip of the situation from negative to positive. Perhaps a... Greg in. The team is what we thought they were. The young generation is taking hold. Stars are being born. Contracts are being created. Careers are being made. And it's in these moments, these pressure-packed moments, that these pivotal, pivotal things happen. And this is what we live for as fans of this team. I mean, the World Cup is so much that we can hardly take it. But just this version of it, this beginning of the World Cup 
in our uh, way of putting it, is so so delicious to to experience the highs and lows of this journey with this team. Seeing seeing these these not just soccer players, but these men, these young men on their progression through life, trying to do things that are really, really hard, trying to reach the pinnacle of their profession. So this was an absolutely incredible experience. I could not believe that it happened. It's almost unprecedented in the, the modern history of the team that there would be an offensive explosion like this in such a difficult environment. So congratulations to the team on finding a way, pulling it together, and averting a disastrous history. Real quick, paint a picture for the folks. I don't I think if you're if you're new to the team, if you're if you're Daniel Miller and you're you're just getting in on this situation, you may not totally understand how big of a deal, first of all, 4-1 in general is uh, in Honduras in World Cup qualifying. Second of all, four goals in a half in Honduras in, in World Cup qualifying. How rare of an occurrence is this, really? Just that, just that half. So we've never scored four in Honduras in any competition. We rarely play there, so we mostly have played in qualifying. Never scored four there, let alone in a half. I, I, sh- I should have looked, but I cannot recall a time when the U.S. has scored four in a away qualifier at this stage, this final stage. Usually they used to play this preliminary stage and they would play like, especially like one of the smaller like island, you know, Caribbean teams. And those, those teams, the U.S. could steamroll away, like the Barbadoses of the world, for instance. But in this round, what used to be the hex now is the uh, the octagon. <laughs> what are the we calling the ocho? Yeah, the, the ocho. ocho. I can't remember this happening, let alone in a half. So it is. It's beautiful. It's it's stunning. I I really couldn't believe it when I woke up this morning that that actually happened. It actually and what it happened. means is that we we are after all we are truly witnessing a profound sea change in what is possible for this team. And that's yes. what we thought coming in, but we started to lose that faith. <clears throat> Through yep. two and a half games of this qualifying cycle, we started to think, oh shit, this wasn't what we thought. This wasn't the change, the, the, the lasting change that we thought we were going to see. But I have total renewed faith that this team will continue to set records, break streaks, do things that no U.S. team has ever done before. Because this kind of thing is just, it's, it's so surprising. We're so used to frustration. We're so used to a stifled U.S. attack that to see it finally come together in this way against a very difficult opponent in a very difficult environment is just so encouraging. It's, it is unbelievable to me. It brightened my it it brightened my month. This this changed totally. the the coming. This may have changed my year. This if we're going to butterfly effect this, but let's not even go there. This well, just it's like it just changed my mood. I came downstairs to my roommates with a glow 
a glow. You know, I just felt so different. Um, it's true, we were losing hope. Let's get this one out of the way um, because it's all the rage these days. GGG. Uh, as as I I, I I I have to say, my GTG branding is totally on point. Uh, it's just enough, a little too late. We get exactly what we wanted in the second half of this game. And it fucking works. And what now, Ty? Are we are we GGG in? Are we GGG out? What are we GGGGGGing these days? Because this starting lineup is fucking confused balls. And the way it looked was confused balls. And the second half is amazing. And, um, you know, it's not that he, was, he, he wasn't not involved in that. We saw no subs versus Canada. Insta subs in Honduras. What is happening? Do we support this guy? I think I can support it as long as things continue to end up working out. The ride is killing me. <laughs> this is it's 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 taking years off my life to experience the the highs and lows of this situation. And the guy over and over and over, we've seen him make the wrong choice with the lineups. We've seen him make the wrong choice with call-ups. We've seen him make the wrong choice with uh, the players he commits to, the players he gives major time to. We but we've seen him fix that. So we saw him over time get from a roster, that featured Daniel Lovitz, Nick Lima, Jackson Ewell in different eras, right? To a roster for this World Cup qualifying cycle that was really solid. I mean, we going into the camp, we felt like maybe there were one or two players we'd have a quibble about, but it was pretty much the 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 reasonable kind of consensus choice of, of yeah. who should be involved in this phase of qualifying. So he figured it out. You know, he got there. The lineup against El Salvador was was okay. You know, so there were some things in El Salvador that could have gone better, but I think that was mostly a performance problem. I think that's mostly a mentality problem. Then we get into Canada. Some weirds start to show up. We get some uh, a couple weird things going on. We end up with this situation where we desperately need changes, and Greg sticks to his guns and refuses to change the lineup. So he waits until the 83rd minute to make a voluntary sub. He has to make one for injury. Keeps the rest in his freaking back pocket until the 83rd minute. And then we go into this circumstance in Honduras where you mentioned Weston McKenney missing. We're missing Serginho Dest. We're missing Giovanni Reyna. So we're missing, we're missing three instant starters from the team. We're missing several other important role players, including Eunice Musa out through injury, Tim Weah out through injury. So it is a compromised version of what the team could be. And Greg reacts to that by doing something freaking weird. So he essentially trotted out. You tried to describe it. I mean, to me, it was a it was a seven three. It was a it was a big block of defense, no midfield, and three attackers. One of whom yeah, was Josh Sargent at out of position. Right. I I agree with that read. I would just say that Bella was both. Okay, I'll give you Bello that. Bello was a, a sideline marauder. The so, weird thing so about this anyway, is so he, okay, do, yeah. he rolls finish your, the dice. Finish your Greg take. He rolls the dice to try something. I, I didn't hate that. I was okay with him rolling the dice. I wish he had rolled it in a little bit more of a sensible way. You know, a guy, a guy like Sebastian Legette, who's obviously an important piece for the team. It, it took us longer to realize that than it took Greg, but then he doesn't play him. 
And then in the Canada game, when we desperately need a goal, he doesn't have the trust it takes to put Ricardo Pepe on for 20 minutes, but he's willing to just chuck him in to the most important match of qualifying. Go 90, kid. To go 90. I mean, it, it, it makes no sense. I'm, I, I, I don't know what I'm missing here. And, no, and nobody can seem to tell me, so I don't feel like I'm missing something. I feel like he just makes odd and sort of complicated. overcomplicated decisions. Yeah. Especially when he's under pressure. Yeah. And he had the sense, and maybe he didn't have the sense. Maybe the players came to him and said, you got to fix this. These three guys got to come in. We're going to you know, straighten things out, 4-3-3 like we always do, and we'll take care of it. You got to trust us. You know, Maybe that's what happened. But one way or another, he figured it out. So for me, am I in? I, I don't love this experience. I'm I'm freaking. I'm in the corner. You know, I'm I'm watching these games Tiny like tie. I'm watching these games. You know, having a heart attack every every fifteen minutes about something crazy that that Greg does. But I, we got we got got out of there. I mean, it's a, it's an unprecedentedly good result in Honduras, which is a really hard place for us to go. And so you know, I. I feel like Greg is kind of hobbling this generation. Like this generation could be, it could be going so much more smoothly, but there's these trophies over the summer and this camp turns out to not be that bad. You know, five points from these three games, not great, but not terrible. Definitely around my expectations. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused, but if I, if I were in charge, I don't think I could find it in me to fire the guy based on what we have seen. So I guess that makes me in. Sorry, uh, I just burned like five minutes exploring my feelings. <laughs> I think no, I mean, all of U.S. I, soccer well, is uh, fandom anything? is exploring their feelings. I think we're all trying to figure it out, and and hearing your thought process is helpful. Um, I guess it's tough to do to do just ins and outs, and what does that mean? Like, if you're in charge or as a fan, as a fan, you can be out. Because you don't actually have to make decisions. Exactly, you can be out at halftime of the of the hundreds yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's totally different than than being in charge and having to actually make this decision. Um, it. W- I just want to say real quick about the opening thing, just because I'm a tactics. I'm interested in the tactics. Let me know on Twitter what your read of this was. I saw an asymmetric sort of hipster haircut uh, tactical formation happening with with. Uh, Bello as a as a offensively minded wingback and Adams as a defensively minded wingback, which made Sargent a uh, a skewed uh, sort of like a a a dropped a dropping in uh, wing attacker with Polisic as a penetrative wing attacker. So the only so you have Pepe, and then you have Sanza Costa symmetric. And then you and then you have everything else around them is just like a tilted, uh, you know, frame a tilted picture frame. Circle. It was like a circle. Yeah. So, but what it I, what it looked like to watch to which, watch the players try to execute on, this. If this if this was if I let me just say if this was not an extremely important World Cup qualifier for a team that I've invested way too much in <laughs> i would have been very interested in this if this was like a leipzig cool sunday <laughs> I, I, I love watching this so cool so interesting innovative in, you could argue fits the personnel that was on the field in ways so there's something interesting here but i think what ty you you mentioned you you're sort of 
I, I feel like where you're coming from here is the problem is uh, Greg doing the most complex thing when the pressure is the highest. When in fact, exactly. we should be doing the most complex thing when the exactly. pressure is the lowest. Exactly. And when it's the highest, we tab ball. Yeah, and we had a we had a very illuminating discussion during the game. We were live streaming as we as we usually do these days. You can find us on YouTube. You can put us on your laptop, uh, you know, as you watch the game. And we were discussing at halftime: Would it be better to just throw on the biggest dudes we have, send send Zimmerman to go play striker, and just lump the ball into the box as much as possible, or? Reset the situation, start fresh, and just play tab four three three, with the you know the best way we possibly could given the personnel. And we we did decide at halftime that the tab four three three method was the way to go, because we still at that point had a scintilla of hope and faith that all the work that the team had put into you know working in that system, not just under Greg but but for you know every youth team they've ever played for and a lot of them in the professional. You know situations that that would actually pay dividends, and that's that's what ended up happening. So you, I think, what we learned is exactly that. In the moments where things are getting crazy, the solution is to make things simpler. When yeah. when the in- emotional intensity is very high, when the pressure is very high, the solution is to make things simpler. I think the exception is if the opponent is bringing something tactically to the table that's like so good that. You can't overcome it with your normal tactics. But that's not what we were dealing with. We were just dealing with yeah. a team that wasn't performing up to its potential, right? And so the solution was to 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 let it ride. And we saw that in the second half, the team finally exploded offensively the way that we've been waiting for them to do the entire camp, yeah. and and really the way we've been hoping to see in competition uh, ever since this generation got started eighteen years ago under Dave Saruman. After the I, Trinidad loss, exactly <laughs> eighteen years ago. Yeah, I think it's worth you know just a quick review, a quick generation recap here. In competitive play, the Nations League and the Gold Cups, we have never seen a stretch of offensive firepower like this. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <sighs> Not I'm pretty against sure. this good of an opponent. I mean. Okay, so maybe there was a the group, opponent. Maybe there was a group stage for for nothing that I'm forgetting about or something. But yeah, but, okay, yeah so, I think like maybe the Martinique game to the U.S. Well, put up a big number. I forgot. All right, there's, so there's been a couple. But, well, let's yeah. tighten the scope a little to the recent Nations League and the recent Gold Cup. What we did see, which was encouraging, was USMNT moments. We saw passion, heart, fight, grit. We saw all kinds of names totally. that we didn't know very well step up Blood and do the thing. Spilled. We saw winning. Beautiful, but it was a lot of set piece goals, and it wasn't a lot of, and uh, it wasn't quite yet what the bill of goods we we feel sold. Sure. This forty five minutes was exactly what we thought this team could do, and it's it's so special and it's so important. And what I think adds even more to the drama here and the the stakes is that it didn't come from Giovanni Reina. It did not come from Tim Weah. It did not come from it didn't Christian come from Pulisic. Pulisic. It came from Anthony Brendan Robinson, Brendan Aronson, and Ricardo Pepe. That is who turned. Those are the names that turned this game around. If I told it's, you midsummer, stunning. 
in it's at the summer. height of sun at the, in when whatever the summer solstice <laughs> if i told you we will go in with two points to our third world cup qualifier and brendan aronson ricardo pepe and anthony robinson will turn it around we'll save us. our ass we'll save our ass you, you wouldn't have yeah you wouldn't have bet a penny with a million to one odds on that happening it's so beautiful. It's a it's an incredible combination of sort of the inspiring Nations League, like Polisic, McKenney, Adams. Uh, I guess not Adams, but Polisic and McKenney led, um, yeah, victory against Mexico in the final. Right, that was amazing to see. And then we saw a Gold Cup of like, wow, who is Miles Robinson, and like, what is happening right now? And like, yeah, uh, um, uh, George Bello having moments all over the place, and. Uh, uh, Luca Busio having moments, right? All these new names uh, stepping boost. up to the plate. This is this beautiful hybrid. Mm, this, this, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice red blend of both of those. Because Anthony Robinson, he is in that generation of of fresh young European players totally. that promise something for the future. But he's never one of the names that people bring up as the reasons to be excited about this team ever. Brendan Aronson, same story. Same story. So this is it's it's there's it's it's blowing my mind how how well this turned out compared to just how poorly it, it truly was going. It's it's like you you go down for Christmas morning, you open all your presents. The presents are wonderful, and then you you get a package, December twenty sixth. More presents. <laughs> there's more of you. And you're just as good as the other ones. <laughs> Dude, we got it's amazing. Let's, yeah, let's take a second We're, to celebrate. We are so spoiled. Let me just take you back. For anybody who's anybody who's okay. new around here, you know, uh, roughly four years ago when the U.S. was trying to qualify for the last World Cup, the team was chock-a-block with 30-something either already washed up or about to be washed up players struggling, wilting in the heat of Central America. I mean, it was, it was rough to see. Losing a huge match at home to Mexico to start things off. Losing away in Costa Rica. Getting, you know, little shreds of hope now and again and then just getting crushed again. Losing at home to Costa Rica in New York City, the very worst place in the country to play Costa Rica, in front of a boisterous crowd of Costa Rican fans. I mean, it was just so glum. And you had this, this older team, and you had young Christian Pulisic coming in as you know, really the, the one representative of this potential new wave we had on the horizon. So for me as a U.S. fan to look at this team now and see not just Pulisic, but dudes who can play just as well as Pulisic, it is Dude. just truly stunning. That, that the, this sea change that's happened in just four years, everybody out the window, and it's all these kids doing their best, making it happen, and finding, you know, finally, finally finding some success, finding a foothold in qualifying. It is just beautiful to watch. I want to take a moment to to give the MVP, USMNT MVP, Olympic qualifying window to Brendan Aronson. 
World Cup qualifying. <laughs> We're not getting the Olympics back. God damn it. All right. Yeah, leave uh, it in. We're I'm, leaving it in. I'm fully with Brendan you. I'm Aronson. fully with you. Brendan Aronson did not have a bad minute in this tournament. Two goals, I think. Maybe an assist in there. Um, his, his press is on point. So many of our, our opportunities are coming from Brendan Aronson. And when you watch some of these games and see Christian Pulisic on the field but having nothing to do with the game for 30 minutes at a time. And every 90 seconds, Brendan Aronson is something positive is coming at someone, he's, doing he's checking something. checking too. He's pressing. This kid just can't stop impressing. He can't stop getting better. This is it's, another level. I mean, it's a great to see him at the club level, but to come in with this roster, and I know there were a lot of injuries, but to come in with this roster and to have the impact on these very difficult games that he had is stunning. It's incredible. You have got to like tip your hat to this kid who I, I are we, am I, I'm, I feel like he's uh, underrated at this point, but am I, is, is everyone getting this? I, I guess, I guess. I mean, I, I feel like it's hard to underrate him. If you watch these games, he, he just has a, an immediate obvious impact on the way that the team plays. And what is really beautiful about this to me is both in the case of him and Pepe, these are MLS Academy products. You know, so right. Brendan Aronson obviously is going over at 20 to Europe or 19. But that's a good deal of time that he spent in the MLS Academy system and that he spent in the, in the actual uh, MLS system. And the same with Pepe. Pepe is... A academy kid who played in USL, now cracking into MLS, and he is good enough to come in and start a World Cup qualifier for the US and be the, the best offensive player on the field for the United States national team at 18 years old. And yeah, the cer- kid certainly the, kid, the best chance he, at a goal. Yeah. He's not he's not just someone who got plucked from you know Arizona by Byron when they were 12 years old. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you know, born and raised Mexican American Texan kid. It's so who who gorgeous. is able to outshine a lot of those players who got that early transfer, right? So we're seeing a, a a space race that's epic. You know, we knew that this this thing with Americans going over to these youth academies was great. I'm wearing a Dortmund shirt right now in honor yeah. of the uh, all the Yanks who've gone before, but. Simultaneously, man, this, the MLS Academy system is pumping them out. What's right. next? And it doesn't seem to be stopping. Not even close. It's increased. The, the, it's increasing every year, every single year. There's more than there were the year before, and there's another Aronson on the way. Oh. There is, just, yeah, not not in a metaphorical just, sense. It, there's literally another literal, one who's <laughs> it looks really good. <laughs> All right, Ty. What is uh, next? For this team, so we've got, I think, a three-week break or about a month-long break. Um, yeah, we're so gonna there's, go. There's, there's we're another gonna go back to our clubs to ice our vicious injuries. Everybody get iced. This this is too much. The the three games is too much. I've gotten I've gotten used to my routine with the two the the Thursday game, the Tuesday game. Skip the weekend. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm used to this rhythm. For years and years and years, I've watched the team, and the, the windows have been a certain way. And now the windows, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, 
God damn, I'm I'm emotionally exhausted from this experience. <laughs> I'm exhausted. And it's it's like watching a club team, except that it's it's every game feels you know so much more weighty. You know, so it's like watching. It's almost like watching the NFL and they're playing three games in a week. You know, there's nothing like this. There is it, no sports thing like this. It's so fucking wild, dude. They, it, it's so intense. I, I love it. I love it. And uh, I, I, I'm finding it hard to take, but that, that means I'm pushing myself. I'm growing. I'm growing. <laughs> so I, 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 I can't wait for this next window, even though I'm going to have to you know, rest and recuperate from this one. So then the next international window will be in October. We have uh, Jamaica at home, Panama away, Costa Rica at home. Oh. So Jamaica at home is you know, as winnable as it gets in this situation. I sure hope there's not a lot of uh, disagreement about that. Costa Rica, not in a great place either. Costa Rica, they're, they're kind of between generations. They're in a, a pretty weak moment in their, uh, their progression as a program. So I would say they're right in that middle uh, tier with Panama, Honduras, Jamaica. Uh, and you know, I, I would say probably have a lower chance of qualifying than Canada, which is a, a pretty rare thing uh, in the history of CONCACAF. And so those are two very winnable home games. And then Panama away is a toughie. You know, we, we have had more success there historically than we have in uh, Honduras, at, at least by my you know, recollection and impression of how, you know, how we've been able to implement our game plan. Um, so it is certainly winnable. And you know, uh, if the U.S. can take this momentum from this camp, I can see by the end of the October window that it's very clear you know, duopoly at the top. The U.S. in a good good position to qualify, um, and the 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 stress is off. It's and it, 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 I can see that that light at the end of the tunnel for there to be a, that could a, a much easier. That could totally happen. I mean, if if things go very very haywire, we could find ourselves in a a, a tricky spot. But I just I feel like this this performance, the second half, it's unprecedented. It'll be so confidence building. It's so much better even than having like a great first half and then struggling. Oh my god. Like the fact so that the team better. found figured it out, they fixed it. It's so obvious. This is the blueprint. Do this. Play 4-3-3. Just keep it simple. Just let these guys do their thing. Adams Home at the or six. away, they can do it. Adams at the 6. Just keep it simple. Let's do what we've been doing. Let's do what's working and don't freak out when things go wrong. It's going to turn around. This group is good enough. It's going to turn around. So if we can just do that, I think the U.S. is going to be, I, I hope, looks just as good in the next window and would set themselves really, really set themselves up really, really well. Mm. Uh, for the folks listening at home who who want to know what kind of TV to watch in the next three weeks, if you just kind of, is it possible that you just discovered this team in this podcast from this? It's unlikely, but Ty, what are you going to, what is possible? There. If it's you, hey, hit us up. We love you. Um, Ty, what are you what, what are you going to be watching in the club game over the next few weeks? What are you excited about? Well, I always on a, a weekend I do my my rounds. I, I start with early games. Usually, you can get some of the some of the like uh, second tier, the the uh, less hyped leagues. You can get your Austrian matches, things like that, first thing in the morning. And then Premier League, obviously, being able to watch. Uh, uh, Pulisic, watching, you know, rolling that into watching Dest at Barcelona, watching Weston potentially at Juventus, 
uh, you can you can fill your weekend watching these exact same players um, doing doing their thing. But then you have the opportunity to watch these MLS guys in the evening. It sets and, up beautifully. Uh, it sets up beautifully. So the, you know, I'm gonna be. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm going to be watching more MLS because of this window, because of what I'm seeing from these guys. Yeah, I'm going to be committing more of my time to that. Um, and 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 I'm I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. I I love to see a thriving league here that is producing such incredible talent, and it's yeah. it's it's good for everybody to have the the bar be high on both sides. Yep. Watch FC Dallas. Uh, I've been I've been tuning into these. Uh, I've been getting on the MLS every year. My MLS goes up uh, by some percentage. My my MLS minutes of watching goes up by some percentage. Uh, it won't be long till I can call myself a genuine fan of the MLS. I still I consider myself a newcomer and a newbie, and I'm getting to know it. Uh, but if you're like me and you're getting to know it, um, watch uh, FC Dallas for sure uh, to see Ricardo Pepe. But not just him. There are a number of Pace U.S. prospects Ferreira. that are that have perhaps been forgotten about. Paxton Pomacall, um, Jesus Ferreira is there, uh, and they and they seem to uh, have the ability to generate someone from their academy, play them at the end of a season, uh, because they usually don't do great in the postseason. Uh, so at the end of the season, they they tend to introduce us to someone who then goes to AC Milan or Bayern Munich or something. So we're, we're coming right up at FC Dallas time. They're about to tell us who the next big thing is. So tune into that and watch the Philadelphia Union. They're, they're um, you know, not as good as they were a couple years ago. Uh, but this this kid Paxton Aronson is coming up, and they are they throughout the season they went from him kind of cracking in. He got his first goal to at this point they're a little bit dependent actually on him um, for attacking opportunities, and it's pretty incredible to watch to see this actual child who is going to remind you so much of Brendan Aronson, but it's different. It's a different thing. He plays Aronson plays in these like. Uh, sorry, Aronson. Um, <laughs> Brendan Brendan plays in these very quick straight lines, and Paxton plays in these sort of right angles. Like he's always like readjusting the situation, and he has this very slick touch. Uh, so I'm gonna tune in for those. And and uh, yeah, don't forget Dortmund with Gio Reyna. It's fucking incredible. Gio Reyna and Erling Holland is some of the best, most exciting best, uh, best TV you can, you can watch in the world. And, and um, by the way, every week in MLS. If you just tune into a random MLS game, you will see some freaking pimply seventeen-year-old hit worldies. Yeah, M- multiple. It, it's it's always a debut brace for some some high schooler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's wild. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see a play that just doesn't make sense uh, at a, at the professional level. How can this be happening? And then, and then you'll see a, a world, a worldy, a mind blowing upper ninety finish from thirty <laughs> upper yards. Ninety out. finish. <laughs> it's an incredible fifteen-year-old goalkeeper. <laughs> What's happening? All right, all right, all right. Well, we're coming up on the end of a of another. Oh my god! What a window. window! What an experience! Here. I mean, are it's we? Such an... It's it's hard to say. It's like, do we enjoy this? I I, I <laughs> it's again. So, it's, it's so like tense. It's so stressful that it's like a lot of the time I'm just I'm I'm verklempt watching this team, but the the I guess the yeah the 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 joy is in the not knowing, you know I I 
I don't know if I'm going to be let down again. And when I'm not let down, I feel so good. So good. This is the third time high. in a row. This is the third time in a row uh, that we have come into a batch of games. Nations League, then the Gold Cup, and then World Cup qualifying. Where it, uh, it, it, we couldn't tell if it was going well until the very, very end. And we left feeling great. That is the most consistent happy endings we've had, I've ever experienced with this team. A run of, and I don't mean that kind of happy ending. You I was dirty, just going to let that slide. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Your this, brother. This, this never happens. This never happens. We're used to it remaining shitty and then commiserating and perhaps exactly, the best part. Exactly. Perhaps the best part is when we yeah. laugh about it all later. This time, it's different. And so, that, that's what I want you to know, new fans. This this was not this this window was not the quite the coming out party that we were hoping for, where we we you know further stamp our authority as the best team in Concacaf. Not quite, but there is so much here. I mean, and the, and what we're seeing already just gives us so much more hope than we've ever had for this team. It is truly unprecedented. There would be this much talent that we could be missing five or six potential starters from the U.S. Best 11 and still put together a performance like this. It's, it is, it's, it's unprecedented. And so you're, you're on the cusp of something huge when it comes to this team. So what, welcome aboard. If you've been here a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. I, I, I think we're, we're in for a wild ride one way or another. It's it's so right. hard for Greg to get fired from here. So hard. Oh man. It's there was I, we a gotta little hope for chance, the best. you know. There was, there was, there was a, a chance, chance. If, he, if he lost. And, and he he stuck with that formation then team lost. I mean, you know, maybe a decent chance. But not after this result not going to happen. So we're, yeah. we it, we're going to live or die with Greg Berhalter and if we make it to a World Cup, it is going to be the most fucking crazy experience ever. This guy's going to do some totally off the wall thing. <laughs> Dude, man, yes. man, yes. And we just have to hope he sees it in time to change it. Uh, hey, we, I am beginning to feel some confidence that he will do the wrong thing and then the right thing just barely in time. Yeah, not a little, a little too, too late, late, just barely in time. I consider that a little too late because <laughs> on time is at the beginning of the game. So the right, it's, we're, we're going to get enough, just barely enough. A little too a little late. Too late. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I absolutely love uh, graham crackers, solid mm. snack. Mm. Try dunking those. They get mad soggy. They look like cardboard, but they taste like uh, cardboard. They look like cardboard, but they taste fine. I like Ritz crackers as well. One dollar, three sleeves. Let's go. Uh, get that sodium in my system. Nice and crunchy and flaky. Thank you very much. And I like a good crunch bar. You know what I mean? That shit will get you through the day. <laughs> but I don't love any of that shit as much as I absolutely love the gnats. Forever and always. Both halves. Just love them. Gotta love them. It's We The Peeps.
quick after credits uh, thought is that Weston McKenney is um, this worked out ideal for his growth as a human being. The fact that he was able totally. to have a publicly embarrassing, you know, to make this mistake this early on in qualifying this early on in his life uh, and have sort of the, the, the Mishagas or whatever, the, the hoopla all around it, the whole big deal. And yet our team still got out with five points and a win. And the understanding that even if he goes down, we now know that without Tyler, we can do it. Without Polisic, we can do it. Next man um, up. This couldn't have worked out better. And, and for, for McKenney as a human being, you know, uh, I, I really, I, I love this, seeing this kind of a moment in, in human beings. There's, there's like a, a, there's a, there's a fuck up in me. I, I totally get it. I, I've, you know, I've done that exact type of thing with the stakes far lower. I'm a much less important person than he, but I, I get that. And I have a soft spot for learning moments uh, of this nature. So, so I really hope that it, it, it goes the way I'm, I'm saying it will go and that he's not like an impermeable, uh, thick skull of, of just ridiculous behavior, but, but that this can be the, a turning point for him. Well, sports is ultimately about learning and growth. And that's that's kind of why we're all here is to is to experience things together, to grow as human beings, to 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 better ourselves as a country, to find out about what we're capable of as a country, to come together around something. So it is perfectly within the scope of this entire experience for uh, for him to to work through that. And what I love about it, as you said, is that he's disposable. Not, you know, not not in a cosmic sense, but he he should realize that this team will be perfectly fine without him. Yep. If he wants to be a part, if he wants to be a part of something fucking awesome and historic, you can work hard, you can tighten up the behavior and you can be a part of it. But it's happening with or without you. Mm. So I think he, he will see that as a result of this. Uh, again, I mean, God, the second half, the stakes so freaking high. It's ridiculous. It is it's, absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. The stakes may just have been Weston McKenney's soul. <laughs> <laughs> Eternal soul. <laughs> oh, man. Good, good, right. uh, good post credits. Yeah, yeah. I love Had it. Do it. All right, stop.